How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Excited to finally get this rolling. Right? I feel like our schedules, our calendars, scheduling everything is always a thing. But months later, we are here. We are here. From Sips and Rishtas to the podcast. Love it. <laughs> what a journey. I know. Um, funnily enough, the Sips and Rishtas, like round two is tomorrow. Are you going? I'm, I think I'm going to be stopping by. Oh, bit. nice. Well, so people listening, funny story, Sips and Rishtas. So me and Krithi met at an event called Sips and Rishtas. It was like a South Asian matchmaking event in New York. And so me and Krithi were matched. And then I uh, got to hear all about what she was doing, um, trying to build a syndicate at that point. And then now it's evolved into Chai Capital, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's the journey. You saw it when it wasn't even, you know, Chai Capital. And look at us now. Can you just rehash? What was the initial vision before Chai Capital that you're working on that then evolved into Chai Capital? Yeah, of course. Honestly, if you were to ask me a year ago, you know, about venture, do I want it to go? Like, what was my next step? I, I worked in investment banking for a bit, worked in politics, I was looking for something more. I think I had like a founder itch. I wanted to build something on my own, um, but also similar, you know, similar phases of life where I was, you know, kind of getting more embedded into tech, Twitter, online spaces, Slack, Discord, so everyone around me was either a founder or a VC. Um, moved to New York City. Um, and I think I was very privileged where in rooms where everyone was either founder, was incredibly smart than me, uh, and just started connecting folks. I was connecting, you know, female founders to other female founders, VCs to Geoflow, and we just like helping around and kind of connecting folks. I kind of became the node person. And on a similar page, I kind of met my co-founder and my friend, a best friend now, Krish, and we really hit it off. We were in these rooms where there was, you know, we were the only two brown people in a room and we easily connected on our shared heritage or culture and just talking about tech and venture and investing and how there needs to be more and more brown people involved in all this. But we took it offline. We started um, a syndicate together. And at that point, there was no clear thesis. It was, you know, let's go out and build something and kind of just learn more about venture and kind of build out a track record for ourselves. We realized that we were over time, we did a couple of deals together. We realized we were investing in female founders immigrant founders and South Asian founders, which, which is nothing novel, tons of South Asian founders out there in the world, you know, get funded. But I, I had a lot of female friends and, you know, South Asian friends and just, you know, South Asian diaspora who, who been part of tech and venture, but still didn't really know much about venture in general, like the venture escape cap there. No one really knew, like, starting an LLC, going, like starting my pre-seed, like what is a pre-seed round? What is a seed round? Like how do I actually like go out and fundraise and talk to investors? Um, similar boat as myself and um, looked around and primarily in the US, right? You have Latino funds out there, you have African-American funds um, and no one's really investing primarily in just like in the South Asian community. And so that's where like seeds of tri-capital are planted. And we kind of just doubled down on this. Um, we looked around, you have in the past 20 years, if you were able to double down on the South Asian brown index um, in both public and private markets, the alpha that is huge. And so why should not there be like, you know, a, a fund that's investing in the South Asian pieces? I've always looked up to unshackled VCs and how they've kind of done it for, you know, the immigrants and Harlem capitalists, kind of our North Star. And so our North Star is to invest in a thousand South Asian founders over the next 20 years and at least 500 South Asian female founders over the next 20 years. And on the flip side, I, I, I would like to say, you know, we are, uh, you know, South Asian community is a model minority and, you know, in some aspects, we are this rising asset class of brown influence who 
killed it in tech and medicine and politics now and entertainment. And, you know, there is a brown excellence wave going around across the country. And so I think this is a perfect time to be able to giving access to wealth creation. I think venture so far has not been touched by a lot many brown people in general. And so being able to give obviously people who are interested in venture, but also who are not part of, you know, venture in general, um, people who have hotels, who have gas stations, people who have real estate, they have tons of cash and capital, incredibly entrepreneurial, you know, have built their own ventures from ground up into a new country, generations above us, but giving them access to wealth creation, you know, getting them involved in venture, I think is very, very important. So we want this to be for the community, by the community. All of our LPs, I would say 85% are all coming from the South Asian background. And so that's, I think, is a great value add. And just kind of being able to put people together in one room, that's what Tri Capital is kind of building and what it's all about. Well, I love that because I think, like you said, brown people are finally like starting to show up in the entertainment industry, VCs, be founders and all that type of stuff. And like you said, A, there's not like a, a fund or a, a community that will help them grow or, or fund their initiatives. But the other yeah. thing is like, as a you know South Asian founder, when I tried to explain to my grandparents or my parents that I was going into entrepreneurship, like the first question I got from my grandparents was like, are you unemployed? And are you going to make any money? <laughs> right. And it's tough because I couldn't show them like a South Asian founder in the grind right now. Right. Like there's a few yeah. like South Asian CEOs of big tech companies, et cetera, but it's hard to find a community of South Asian builders. And so it was hard to kind of show my grandparents or my parents, like, this is kind of the path that I want to follow. These are the people that I look up to. So I think something that's even, you know, beyond the investing part that I love what you're doing is you're actually like unifying all of the names, all of the initiatives of all the South Asians that are trying to build together. And I think, frankly, like for me as an individual, that was what was so powerful for me. No, thank you. I think that's primarily what their hypothesis. I think, you know, as we all know, the engineer to the, you know, the Indian origin engineer to the CEO pipeline, uh, but that's been generations in the making, right? It's been working 20 plus years of the corporate ladder, and then you kind of see it to fruition in all these Fortune 500 companies. But obviously it was kind of, what are those, those tenets, right? What are those characteristics that make a good CEO of this engineer origin, you know, pipeline is you kind of, put your heads down, value good education, value good work. Those are kind of the same characteristics that the future, you know, founders have, but that's, no one's going to be working 20 plus years or have that stable fame career or become a doctor or engineer. Um, our hypothesis is that people are going to be founders. People want to, they're going to be dropping out of college, um, working at their first startups, have aspiring aspirations, creators and builders. And you might have worked at your parents' hotel or gas stations and helped them with accounting. You might have been like the first, you know, daughter in your family helped them with like legal paperwork, right? You have all these characteristics that are tenants of what a, a great founder is. And now you don't have to sacrifice, you know, 20 plus years or to have this stable career, you're going to be going out there and building and, and we want to bring all these builders together because that's what makes ultimately a really good founder. And we definitely believe, you know, you have, and I think a lot of, a lot of founders out there, I think is primarily Indian. And I think there's so many, and there's like primarily South Indian or whatever the thesis is. I think there's so many amazing Bangladeshi founders, Pakistani founders building in the U.S. and globally, right? Um, if you think about it, right, there's 3 billion South Asians in the world. I want to be able to give access to someone who's a 15-year-old building in Nepal to someone who's building in like Germany or Australia um, for the diaspora, for our community and beyond. And just being able to bring all these resources and people together, I think is ultimately 
what someone like your parents, right? If you, if you did, that's what you show them. It's like these incredible, you know, builders who are building at this young age and beyond that. Yeah. So it's funny what you just described is like exactly my life, along with several other South Asians, right? So like yeah. mom, electrical engineer by degree, was a consultant. My dad is a doctor. They Now they're working together in the medical industry, running their own small practice. And so yeah. their dream for me was like, or me and my sister was like, you know, maybe one day they'll take over the family business. And then me and my sister both were like, no way. We're going into liberal arts. We're going to learn entrepreneurship. We're going to abandon finance and, and you know, math and engineering and all that type of stuff um, yeah. and become founders. And I think what you just hinted at, which is what I think is so incredible is, I mean, if you look in the news, like Pakistan and India, along with other, you know, countries in the region are getting a bunch of publicity about being the next like powerhouses for facilitating the growth of startups, right? Yeah, I think, you know, I get tons of, you know, obviously, you know, the IIT networks and there's so much, you know, talent there, but I think there's like younger founders who are building in crypto and fintech and health tech, whatever it may be, like 18 year olds who are building in Indian Pakistan right now, who might not like know the best etiquette to write an email or might not have the best deck. And a lot of your traditional VCs will not even like take it, like not even look at it. And I think having like, as, as a chai capital, we will look at any single inbound and, you know, you don't want to crack email or have the right like deck around. We will still want to just hop on a call, understand more what you're building. I think having that accessibility, which typical VC funds don't really look at you. And we want to be able to build that gap and build that, you know, communication channel and help you grow as a founder as well. And miss something um, that's really important, I think. So what I'm kind of hearing here is like, an intimate relationship between you and the founder and an extension of that, or like a result of that is community. And I think you all have done a great job building the community. Like you're not just a VC fund. You are a incredible South Asian community of founders that are feeding off of each other, collaborating, inspired to build and grow. And I know you've held uh, tons of events all over the country, predominantly like New York. And I think I saw a tweet that said you've done 12 events in the past 12 weeks. Is that right? That is right. Yes, it has been a whirlwind. Um, but I think going back to community, I think community is a core product of, of Tri Capital. When I think community is a core product of whatever you even if as a founder where you're building, I think that's primarily the core product of what you know Gen Z and millennial startups are kind of based on. And so I always been a huge community person to kind of took that as my first core core or core product of, of Chai Capital is community and kind of cultivating that. And we, we have done 12 events, everything from pitch night events to, to mixers, to FinTech mixers. I think one of my favorite events, which was our first event earlier this year, we hosted a pitch night with Neil Mehta, with some incredible investor panel. We had about nine founders kind of pitch their ideas and startups. I had over a hundred people apply to pitch people from like London and California wanted to like fly down all the way to New York um, with this pitch night, which was crazy even to think, um, ended up selecting about nine people and everything from the first Daisy basketball team to someone who's building in health tech to, to consumer apps, um, a whole wide spectrum to like Rishta, a dating app for like called like Auntie Network, right? There was like a whole wide spectrum, like fun. So I'm really kind of founders who ended up raising capital like after the event from some really cool folks. And so it was it was a win-win all around. And I think honestly, I was very surprised by the, by the turnout and by by the energy in the room, um, which I didn't really expect at all kind of going to this event. We partnered with America India Foundation, which is a nonprofit, which I'm on the board of. And basically all the initiatives ended up supporting their nonprofit back in India. And so it was just a fun way to bring 
over 200 people together in a room talking about tech and venture and just making friends. I think how me and Chris really connected initially was just becoming friends in the first place and then kind of, you know, flywheeling into whatever it may be, a business relationship, a friend relationship, whatever it may be. And so I think we love bringing people together. I think it sparks innovation um, and ideas. And ever since then, it's been 11 more events in the last 11 weeks. Uh, we have, we hosted a little FinTech Mixer last night with City Ventures and Operator and Middesk. And it was really, really fun. It's, I think it's ultimately all about bringing people together and sparking room for discussion. And what's so special about, about the events that we host, we hosted another event, like an IPL mixer with Times Bridge. One of our friends was coming into town from India and she was like, do you want to host an IPL cricket screening? And I was like, yes, like say less. We will love to do that. We literally planned this event in one week and over had over 150 people come who just wanted to wanted to talk about India, talk about South Asia. People ended up, you know, going for drinks afterwards. I think if you can just take away one relationship away from that, I think that's really, really uh, good to have. Yeah, well, I've been seeing all your photos on like Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is from all the events. And the energy looked incredible. I was so jealous I didn't come. I mean, I have to go to the next events. And I, like I told you, I'll be moving to New York in September. So definitely be part of the community um, more deeply. So currently you are raising from LPs, right? Yeah, so we're actively raising right now. We're raising $10 million to be able to invest, you know, in our first fund. We're hoping to close by the fall this year, which is very, very exciting. We've officially been raising for about a month now. And so, you know, very early on in the process. And honestly, you know, despite the markets and whatever, it's it's been a relatively fun journey. I think telling your story and um, I kid you not, everyone that I've talked to has been very about the mission and the vision that, you know, Chai Capital is. And we're, so we're targeting about, I would say, three subsets of people as LPs, right? The first subset is, you know, family offices and funds of funds who, who might not be South Asian or who might have a South Asian, you know, backing them, but who want to be part of this, like, attractive South Asian demographic. You know, family office and funds and who are based in India want to have an edge in the U.S., you know, market. Our second subset is going to, is hard network individuals, right? This rising asset class of brown excellence, as I like to call it, people who have made it, who are part of tech and venture who are not people in medicine, people in Wall Street. It's a very individual focus. Um, that's primarily where a large subset is. Um, the third subset, which is my favorite subset, is small to medium business owners, right? Uncles and aunties, um, you know, who have, you know, people like our parents, people who, who have hotels, who have gas stations, where there's a slight more like education involved. But I think that's a huge subset where I'm really excited about, right? And they love the mission. Obviously, you know, it's the question is, you know, when do I see my returns? You know, what what are like walking them through like what angel investing is. But that's something I'm very excited about. And be that's why we have kept the fund very accessible to onboard more people into into venture as LPs, primarily getting more women involved as LPs as well. And so those are kind of our three subsets of people. And the fundraising process, um, like what is it like? We honestly it's just hopping on calls with people. I I kid you not, I probably have had over 500 calls in the past like three months, you know, with with day job, with events and all this stuff. And it's honestly just getting on a phone, like telling us our mission. We finally, you know, have our memo and Zach, they were kind of circulating. But um, usually after the call, it's it's been it's been a positive response and just kind of taking that validation about our mission um, and our sourcing strategy and building on the vision. So we're hoping to close very soon. Uh, and despite the market, I think since we are raising very individual focus, I, I believe that this is the greatest like wealth transfer in our country. And so it is a 
perfect time to be deploying capital and kind of taking the money from public to private markets. And so uh, it is a good time to be raising and deploying capital. I'm super excited for y'all to raise that 10 mil by the fall. Uh, yeah. And I think it's hilarious. You mentioned the um, the third sub, like subsect being your favorite, the aunties and uncles. I could totally see South Asian aunties and uncles hammering you for when they're going to get their ROI. So <laughs> props to you for handling yeah. those conversations. I'm not going to be giving my cell phone away, but yeah. that that's that that is like I, that is a large subset that I really do want though. Like you know, these people to be involved in the fun, um, but definitely going to be hammering for the ROI there. Yeah, for sure. So you're so you haven't fully raised your, your capital from LPs, right? But you seem to be hosting tons of events. You're, you know, this whole Chai Capital Initiative is active on Twitter. So you're very clearly like building in public, right? So what are you able to leverage by building in public that's allowing for the vision of Chai Capital to take place maybe faster or earlier than mm-hmm. waiting till you actually have the money? Yeah, of course. Um, I, I've always been, you know, a fan of building in public. I think tech, Twitter, and, you know, the communities that we're part of, um, I think it provides transparency and accessibility, which is not typical in venture, right? And so we want to be accessible and transparent, you know, as we're talking to founders, as we're, you know, raising as well. And so everything is off, is very building in the public. And I think this is very non-traditional for funds to kind of do this. At, like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but not a lot of funds, you know, raise, raise in public or build in public um, and do events and community before having a fund. You know, where Christian and I are not really making any money right now. We have, you know, we have day jobs to help support us. And so we, but we, the core product of, you know, Chai Capital has been building in public, being accessible to anyone and everyone, being transparent. Um, and it helps us raise as well and helping us like build that community. I don't come from a privileged background, you know, at all and neither does Krish. Um, but we have, we have big visions of what Chai Capital should be. And so we're starting what Chai Capital is going to be like 10 years from now is being it's what it is today and being that product um, from day one um, and helped us both on the fundraising aspect, being able to build in Twitter, being able to host expense, partnering with organizations like Brown Girl Magazine, partnering with Times Bridge, um, having sponsors who kind of support us from day one. And we also have, we, we have like an entire, you know, fellow class, people who wanted to reach out to us to help the mission uh, from day one. And so they've been super ambassadors of, of helping us, uh, you know, with community and content and planning. And so we have like Chai ambassadors like all around the country. We had a, one of our fellows, Hershitha, who was part of OnTech. She organized the SF event from like from ground zero, got the sponsors, got the venue, and just went out and, you know, did the first Chai Capital event in SF. And so it's, it's, it's very much a community-led fund from day zero. And I want that to scale as, even as we scale, it, it to be very much a community-led fund. So obviously there's the community aspect. There's the intimate relationships you're forming with the founders. There's the, you know, the LPs being from similar backgrounds, identities, able to connect with the founders. What are some of the other reasons that you would see a South Asian founder really wanting you on their cap table? Of course, I think all the reasons you mentioned above, I I always, you know, whenever I'm talking to a South Asian founder, there's a certain relatability factor um, that I, I I get, I, right? You don't have to explain to me why you dropped out of college, why your parents don't want you, you know, want you to pursue grad school, even though, you know, you you have a, you have found you're a founder and all this stuff. There's a certain relatability factor, like mental health challenges, et cetera, that I understand and empathize with as, as you know, as a VC and as a GP. And beyond that, right, there's the community aspect. A lot of our or LPs, right, come from, have great domain expertise. If you are a health tech founder, we have clinics and physicians to write 
to be able to help transport you to your first consumers. We have a great, you know, marketing consumers, et cetera, like a great survival effect where it is very operator and mutual focused. Uh, and then Krish and I, 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 Krish and I are super accessible, you know, from day one, we, we want to be your sounding board. We want to be your product and we are your go-to market people. Um, and so we, we want to see you succeed and we will be there however you want us to be there accessible to you. Um, we have, you know, I want to be the most accessible fund and most transparent fund. Want to be able to provide venture to not just your founders, but also your first product people being able to talk to our LPs and talk to our community on, you know, product advice and be able to talk on like financials and lawyers, et cetera. We have all these people in our game, but there is no um, network yet, which brown people have not touched and they're all part of Chat Capital. And so being able to just like not gatekeep those resources, which have forever been gatekept, gatekept, sorry. Um, and so just being able to have all these like resources and people together with high capital is what our most value add is to any founder. And that's why a lot of founders like reach out to us because they kind of seen that community and, and content and marketing and resources that we can help you scale from zero to one. And I think another, you know, add-on is, and we talk about this, we're actually currently raising at our company, Pedal. And one of the questions that, you know, we're always asking uh, people to like connect us to investors is, yeah, we want the domain experience. Yeah, we obviously want the money, but like connect us to someone would just enjoy talking to, right? Like, can we just be friends with them? Or can they just like, do we have to play games every time we talk? And first time I talked with you and Chris, I was like, these are like best friends. They're awesome. And so I think it's another huge advantage of working with you all and having you on the cap table is just like your vibe, your, like you said, relatability, your ability to um, just connect with people and, and make people feel like, like not intimidated, like they, they can ask all the questions, they can be vulnerable, they can be curious and feel comfortable, like, like learning from you all. So I think that's, um, you know, so, like an incredible character trait that I think you and Chris bring to the table. Um, and you mentioned this in the beginning, you said you were building the community because you wanted to create a product now that would represent what you kind of want to see 10 years in the future. And then you mentioned in 20 years down the line, like you want to invest in X amount of companies what would you say if you, you know, put yourself 20 years in the future and you kind of yeah. look back and, and, you know, they do this in the entrepreneurship world, like the exercise is like start in the solved state and work backwards, right? So mm -hmm. if you work backwards, what is that big picture vision or that new world that you see that Chai Capital was able to create? Yeah. Wow. That's a huge one. As I said earlier, there's 3 billion South Asians in the world. I want to be, I, I personally believe there will be at least a thousand South Asian founders over the next 20 years. And I want to be cultivating that, that network and that force and just inspiring folks to, to go out and build, right? But a lot of people are not executors or don't have that, like going from that zero to one ideation stage. A lot of people when I've, you know, pitched high capital, like, I know, like I've, I, you know, I've done a syndicate or, you know, I've taught this idea, but haven't really gone out and actually executed. And so being able to like put that belief cultural capital in, in into a founder, I think, and going way further than you know we we imagined and just changing the face of venture like adding masala to venture um i think <laughs> is huge um and that's what we ultimately want to do i think even if for us if you know i think beyond the returns right like having 10x or you know 100x you know i go to start up um the mission i think 
you know, for Christian I, the mission is way bigger than, than what, you know, returns are. And I also, you know, side note, like I hate like going with a DNI angle. I, I think there's, this is, this is not impact investing. This is not a DNI fund. We're going to be actually making returns because the returns and alpha is there, you know, you can, you can check the book public and private markets and, you know, South Asian founders. And so big picture, I want to be a billion dollar fund. I want to be able to have investing globally not just starting with the U.S., but investing globally um, in both South Asia and like the diaspora at large and just helping people dream. If you, when you think of the, if you're a South Asian, I want you to think of child capital as a first place, whether you're a founder or you're an aspiring founder. I want to touch, connect all these diverse networks and community and be, be global at large and at, at the heart, be very community driven. I think um, it's always going to be for the community, by the community. And that's what Chai Capital is going to be, you know, hopefully 20 years down the line. Well, I mean, I could argue that that's already starting to take shape. I mean, I, I think there's tons of South Asian founders and VCs and on Twitter and all over social media that know about Chai Capital. Um, and I think, well, first of all, Great name. Love the name, Chai Capital. <laughs> Love the slogan that you might have just created, adding Masala to Venture. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I think this happened today right here. So we, we can- Did that start. actually? Did you just come up yeah, with that? Yeah. Oh my God. That is awesome. I That's breaking news for Chai Capital. Look at that. We just came up with the slogan right here. 20 years right. down the line, this is going to this is gonna be a memorable moment. <laughs> well, this will be play this. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. I love it. So I really appreciate your time. I know that you know, you've, you've been here for a little bit, so I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I definitely want to ask you uh, how other South Asians that are listening to this or, or maybe people that just, you know, aren't South Asians, but want to get involved in this initiative. How can they get involved? Um, and are there any like future events coming up that they can get involved with or yeah, how can they join the community? Yeah, of course. First of all, so we would love to have you, anyone and everyone. You don't have to be South Asian. You know, it, it's your affinity, you're an ally, you want to support the mission and you want to come to events and help the community grow. We welcome anyone and everyone. Um, the best place us is to follow us on Twitter. Uh, also, if you are a South Asian founder, please, please do reach out to me. Or if you're interested in being an LP in, in Chai Capital, also, you know, send shoot us a DM, very active on Twitter. Um, um, also, you can email me at creepy at chaicapital.co as well. Um, events, we are slowing down on events for a little bit for the summer because we're going to be aggressively fundraising. But I love hosting events and I'm really bad at saying no to them. And so might be hosting something a little bit for NFT NYC. Um, also going to be hosting something probably end of summer, uh, an event at Sona, Pranka Chopra's restaurant. Um, someone reached out to me from there to host like a little intimate Mr. Series dinner. So that might be in the works. Um, wow. Look at you. I love ideas as well. So if you want to host something, happy to collaborate uh, on something more fun as well. That's awesome. Well, I'm... Like I said, I'm so excited. I can't wait to be more involved with this community. I cannot wait to come to New York uh, and get involved starting in September. And again, anyone listening, South Asian or not, uh, definitely check out what they're doing. Chai Capital is growing like crazy all over social media, getting lots of hype. Krithi and Chris are like two of the coolest people that I've met. I'm just super excited that, um, again, Sips and Rich does. Let me call out Shreya here. Like, I want to give a special call out to Shreya here. Shreya, if you're listening, thank you for connecting us. Who would have thought, like, you know, Sips and Rich just turns into, like, a podcast full recording. But, oh, on the last note, thank you so much, Vic. I had so much, so much like, so much fun. Um, it generally felt like we were just talking and getting, you know, catching up after a long time. And I'm very excited for you to move back to New York and just pick it up from there. Yeah, of course. No, thank you so much. You know, honestly, we might need to have you again later, like a few months down, like post closing the round. I would love yes, to like, yeah, I'd love to it. have a follow up conversation. We should definitely do it. I would love that. So 
Mark is in December, you know, sometime. Awesome. And, and we'll have Chris this now. time. So I know he feels we'll a little left Chris. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chris, I was, he was like, I'm so beside. He had like work things. And I was like, round two, we'll make round two happen. Um, As soon as we'll launch our fun on your podcast. How about Oh that? my gosh. Yeah. That would be, look at that. You can't, hey, this is recorded and going public. You can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> no tech crunch, no PR. It's going to be Vivek's podcast. I, I love it. You heard it here first. I'm going to have a smile on my face for the rest of the day just because you said that. So <laughs> thank you so much. This was a great conversation. I'm super excited for you and cannot wait to be at your future events. Best of luck raising your rounds and um, looking forward to everything that y'all do. Thank you. Um, thank I will you. see you soon. Awesome. Have a great rest of your day.